We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. It's week four NFL podcast time. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for of Seven Grant. How's it going, my friend? Oh, not going too bad at all. You know, just last full week of baseball before I get straight into football 24 hours a day. So no, it's it's a grind right now, but almost almost done with. I'm really glad I didn't stay up late last night. Um, because I was a second in a GPP on DraftKings when I went to bed. I woke up 17th, so I'm glad I didn't step and like sweat it out. Like those days are like past me. Like sweating out contests, like I go to bed. I mean, it's a lot easier for you over there, yeah. like difference in time, but I'm glad I didn't stay up to watch the Dodgers just um keep hitting home runs. Yeah, no, I mean I uh I, I the sweats I prefer watching are football anyway so that's during the during the day so i never really have to stay up too late but yeah baseball sweats it's like no no i don't i don't need to pay full attention to this and just lose lose my shite as they say watching it in one hit just ruining my night especially like this time of the year i mean you already know what a lot of these teams tendencies are and stuff so all right we do have week four nfl 13 games again, and um, some doozies of games this weekend. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. We get started with the Giants and the Saints. 41.5 total here. Saints are a 7.5 favorite. Any interest here in the Giants? I, mean, I really don't hate them. I mean, Jones has put up 22, 29, and 16 in his first three starts. Yes, he's missing some of his wide receivers, but we know that he can get it done on his legs. The Saints are pretty solid overall defense. So I don't have a problem with, like, Throwing in a Jones Galladay, who's only 5.5K, or an Ingram that's 3K, or all, all three of them into a stack here. I mean, it's just a spot where it's really not a great matchup, but I just don't really care too much considering that Jones can get it done on the ground and none of his receivers are that expensive without Shepard and Slayton likely to miss. So 
I don't hate it. It's more of a value play than anything. The 17 implied total really doesn't get me too excited. And how bad the Giants are really doesn't get me too excited. But Daniel Jones is just one of those guys I think you can always play in tournaments at this price tag when you know who's going to be throwing the ball to. Yeah, I mean, slight interest in Jones. Um, more interest in, like, Johnson, maybe some Tony, maybe some Ingram. But I have a lot of interest in, like, the Saints defense. So, I mean, that's yeah. – I guess we probably should mention Barkley getting a pretty decent workload last week. Could yeah, be more heavily nice involved. But I was very, I, very overweight on him last week. So I was, I was very happy with like overall production, six catches, um, 21 fantasy points is fine. I mean, the touches are all we care about and 22 touches is like, all right, we can, we can continue to play this guy. And he's, he's under seven K again this week. Yeah. But he's probably going to be pretty heavily on that's why I might not use too much of him in this tough matchup. All right. The saints, I mean, ton of interest in Alvin Kamara. And maybe like slight interest. I mean, I really do. That's it. Like maybe Callaway a little bit, but like. How much, what do you think the most yards James Winston has had in a game so far this season? I already know because I looked, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, he's just not throwing. They want to run and play defense. He's averaging 21 passes a game. So who do you really play outside of like Camara? I, I mean, he's still getting the targets. He's getting the carries. He's on the field more than everybody in this team. And. I mean, it's hard not to just lock him in in this spot and play some of the defense and then just kind of move on from this game. Yeah, I mean, the only reason not to lock him in is another high-press running back, which we'll get to. But, yeah, Kamara should get 30 touches in this game. They're going to use him a ton here. Game script lends to it. Not a great defense. Like, yeah, this is just overall a great spot for Kamara, but I'm not I'm not touching anyone else on the Saints. Chiefs and Eagles, 54-and-a-half total here. Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Chiefs? Chiefs, same thing as every week. I mean, Philly didn't look like they could stop anyone in, on Dallas last weekend, so I'm not going to be surprised if – well, I guess on Monday. I'm not really going to be surprised if they put up a pretty big outing here. I mean, it's the same guys as always. Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes. You can go with CEH. I mean, it didn't look like they could stop Barkley at all, and CEH had a pretty solid week last week, got almost 20 touches. Price tag went up a little bit, 5.4K. Game script kind of lends to them running the ball a little bit more later in the game. So I really don't hate him, but, I mean, it's the Chiefs. Every single week I'll play all all the guys. And, I mean, if you want to throw in Harbin, that's or Robinson. As a little double stack with Kelsey or Hill, I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Kelsey a lot in this spot. Um, I always like Hill. I'll play him just about any week. Um I don't mind Edward Tiller in this game either. I think that Kansas City controls this game. Patrick Mahomes, always one of the top projected quarterbacks on really any given slate. Uh, the Philly side of things, I mean, I, I really like Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, they're going to likely be trailing in this game. I mean, how much of a bummer was it not to just see, like, Miles Sanders get the ball at all last week? I mean, when he got the ball, he was doing things with it. Just they wouldn't give him the ball. Uh, it was crazy. And I knew the game script wasn't great, but I feel like you gotta, you gotta do more than what they were doing. And I think like Miles Sanders might get more touches this week because they realized they got to do better than they did last week. Oh, yeah, I think it is a perfect by low spot for Miles Sanders. I mean, he was doing good when the ball was actually in his hand, but yeah, just watching that game, it was such a weird one. I was doing a live betting show. And so live betting the entire time, and they just didn't really have a chance to do too much going up against Dallas in the running game. So it's a spot where I think you can definitely buy low on Miles Sanders. If you're not, then you have to assume that they're going to be trailing and they're going to be passing the ball quite a bit. It is interesting. Jalen Hurts, 
uh, passing line start at 250, and it's all the way down to about 223, actually. Bet the under on 250. Hopefully, you're looking over on scores and odds because huge amount of value there. And now I got a potential middle spot if I want to bet the over on the current line. But in any case, I'm expecting a lot of work on his legs here. Um, it's just a spot where I, I assume that he's going to go back to like he was going up against San Francisco and Atlanta and running the ball a whole lot. And so I don't mind throwing him in. And then I'd probably honestly target the tight ends more than I would the wide receivers. I don't generally like to target wide receivers too much going up against Kansas City to kind of force the ball to run back to the tight ends. And Goddard, 4.8K, like pretty solid overall play. Got four targets in the last game. Hasn't done a ton so far this season, but I know they'll target him in the red zone. He's not going to be terribly high owned. And Zach Ertz actually looked pretty decent in the last game. And it's weird to say, but I think both of them are in play. Like you can easily just throw Hertz in with a tight end and you don't really need to stack up the wide receivers. I mean, if you want to go with Rager or if you want to go with Smith, like, or Quez, any of them are fine. None of them are really too constrictively priced. Um, but honestly, the tight ends are where I'm looking at. Houston at Buffalo 47 total in this game. Buffalo is a minus 16 and a half favorite, huge favorite here at home. Weather doesn't look great for this game. Um, anything here on the Houston side that piques your interest at all? Uh, cooks a little bit. I mean, he's probably going to get 10 plus targets in the spot here. The game script lends to them probably throwing the ball a whole lot more. Um, Mills is not great, but don't really care if he's going to cooks is going to see this kind of volume. I mean, he's put averaging over 20 points in games so far this season. The target share is phenomenal. I don't think he's going to be too highly owned. He's 6.4 K. He can easily end up getting there. It's not an easy matchup. It's not an easy spot, but just based on volume, I think cooks is a pretty solid overall play. Yeah. I mean, he has one of the highest target shares in the NFL as far as wide receivers go. So, I mean, I know it's only a few games into the season, but I think overall you have to have some interest here in um, cooks on the Buffalo side. I mean, Diggs, Sanders, Beasley all seem to be getting a good amount of target share. Um, obviously, Diggs is always my favorite. But, I mean, Josh Allen projects as one of the best quarterbacks um, on a lot of projection models this weekend. Um, so, it's hard not to like Allen here. They should dominate this game. The Houston defense is not good. Like, what are your thoughts on Buffalo? Yeah, I honestly, it's, it's a little tough here because game script could end up being a little bit constricting. So I think you kind of have to bring it back with Cooks if you are going to play Allen, if you are going to play Diggs. You have to assume that Houston does a little bit something that keeps it close. But Josh Allen absolutely in play like he is every single week. We saw what he did last week. The guy is just fantastic. I know he was struggling a little bit the first few games of the season. And the obvious target is Diggs. But, I mean, Cole Beasley and Sanders seem to be heavily involved. They all got a decent amount of targets. It seems like they, because of game script, they should be running the ball a decent amount. I don't know if I want to use Moss or Singletary. I'm not going to argue with either of them. Obviously, they could have pretty decent touchdown equity. Um, but, like, the split carries, I just don't know who to go with. And I don't know if you have a big lean on either of them, but I, I, I'm probably just going to stay away from the running game, even though they're in a great spot. I think if I was going to play one of the two, it would be Zach Moss. But, I mean, there's a good chance that I don't end up playing either one of them. There's a bunch of good running back plays this week, and, like, the snaps are just so close. But, I mean, after week two, we saw a huge increase as far as, like, snaps for Zach Moss. Um, he played 28.5% week two. Singletary played 
And then week three, we saw 51% Moss and Singletary. And they were up in that game, and they gave him the rock. I mean, they're going to be up in this game. So, I mean, it's hard not to – it's hard not to like Zach Moss in this spot. I think he's going to be the guy um, if I had to choose one. Yeah. Like the Buffalo defense. Maybe to be different, go Moss, Buffalo defense. Um, I don't think that's a bad way to get different with this game. Carolina at Dallas, 52 total here. Dallas, four and a half favorites. Um, any interest in the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I have a lot of interest in them. I, I mean, just judging by our current ownership, it doesn't look like anyone outside of DJ Moore is going to be that heavily owned. I mean, but Dallas, I know that they shut down Philly pretty good last weekend. They didn't give up a ton to the Chargers, but that was mostly because the Chargers – had like three touchdowns taken back by penalties. Like they, they, they shot themselves in the foot. We saw what Brady did against them in week one. Like I'm still under the kind of impression that Dallas is not going to be a great defense. And Dallas is going to go at a big pace. And I don't think they're going to run the balls that much as they did in the last two games, just because of kind of the way game script went. So I, I am, I'm all aboard Carolina here. I mean, Chuba, he's six or 5.9 K. We saw what Mike Davis did coming in playing when McCaffrey was out currently haven't projected for under 10% ownership on DraftKings be heavily owned over on FanDuel but I could see him being heavily involved in the passing game he got five targets in the first week just I think that he could end up just taking over a lot of this workload and then Darnold looks good he looks real good so far this season over 300 passing yards in each of the last two games three rushing touchdowns on the season I think you can pair him with DJ Moore. I also really like playing him with Robbie Anderson. I know Anderson hasn't done anything. Dallas is the type of team that can give up a lot of big plays. Robbie Anderson is going to go very low on because no one's really expecting too much from him. But he's still a guy that has huge big play opportunities and huge big play ability every single game you could easily end up seeing over 20 points from him I mean, he had like four games of over 19 points last season so i think it's a good buy low spot for robbie anderson getting off a little bit of chalkier dj moore yeah i like obviously hubbard is in a great spot here with christian mccaffrey out but i mean dj moore is going to see a ton of targets here I don't mind in tournaments maybe getting some anderson or even terrence marshall um i mean i think Dallas has really struggled with tight ends, but I don't trust either one of these tight ends. Um, I mean, I, honestly, they're playing three tight ends right now. So I'm going to just stick to the wide receivers, play some Hubbard, and um, maybe even get some Sam Darnold in this spot. Uh, the Dallas side, I mean, Dax looked great. This Carolina defense has looked great. I mean, this is really going to test this defense. We're going to learn a lot this week um, as far as, like, the Carolina defense. They've had some easier matchups. Um I mean, this is a spot where I want to continue to play Cooper and Lamb. I think Daxton play. Um, and I might take a week off on Zeke. I mean, this is the spot I think, like, I might take the week off on Zeke, but his price is still super fair because they played on Monday night. Yeah, no, I mean, 6.5K is probably a little bit too cheap of a price tag for him. I'm going to I'm gonna play everyone in this offense. I mean, Cooper is a perfect buy low spot. I mean, we've seen his numbers inside of a dome. Throughout the course of his career, we saw his numbers last year with Dak. He had that shoulder injury in week two, probably hindered him a little bit against Philly. Like, I want to wait and see what the injury report really has to say about it later on the week and how he's feeling. Um, but, like, if he's looking like he's healthy, I think this is a pretty solid 
by low spot, although he does look like he's going to get a decent amount of ownership. I don't know. I'm going to wait and see where ownership projections are at. If he's going to be projected as highly as CD Lamb, I'll absolutely go with Lamb. Obviously, they didn't get a ton of targets last week, but that was just kind of the game flow and the way that things ended up turning out. And then if you want to, like, I have no problem with playing Schultz, solid receiving tight end, seems to be getting a decent amount of work. Um, but, yeah, like this, I, I'm going to target this offense every single week, and this week's going to be no different. Cleveland at Minnesota, 52 total, 52 total in this game. And um, Cleveland is a minus two favorite. Um, any interest in the Browns? I mean, it's a big total. Like, OBJ, I think. I mean, you can obviously target the running game. I don't know if there's the spot. Like Minnesota can obviously be in some pretty high-scoring games. So, I think the best move is probably targeting – OBJ, but I, it's, there's just a surprisingly little amount of stuff to love here with such a high total. I mean, I could be wrong. What do you think? I mean, it's finding the pieces that I want to play in this game because Odell Beckham banged up his shoulder last week, but saw nine targets. I, I just, I mean, I think this is a game you want to get exposure to because of the total and because the Minnesota defense is just, I mean, on paper, they don't look good. Um, but the run defense is okay. I, I mean, maybe I play some Nick Chubb and some Odell Beckham, but I don't know outside of that. Like if I had You're to better take as some, a run back. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't really love this spot. I, I mean, I should, I should like this spot, Grant. They're, they're a favorite on the road against Minnesota um with a with a 52 total game like i should like this spot it's just i'm struggling to find out where i like it um chubb's gonna be low owned is what it kind of projects here people's jones is gonna be really low owned. he's 3.2k um but i mean overall maybe some beckham if he's gonna be 100 percent go if he's out i like people's jones a lot um but yeah kind of like austin hooper if beckham sits i think that would be a, a an interesting tight end yeah player. Yeah, I mean, if I was, if Beckham sits, then I think it definitely like 27 applied team total. You kind of have to target some of the passing game or the running game if Beckham sits. Like, I mean, if Beckham sits, you could play Hunt too because he could yeah. see like, – I mean, Kareem Hunt had seven targets last week. I mean, Odell Beckham had nine. The next highest was Austin Hooper at three. So, I mean, yeah. maybe, it's, maybe it's Kareem Hunt that we should be looking at here. It's just his price makes it like the dude has to score a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think Hunt might be my run back here. Um, anyway, Minnesota side of things. Obviously, we're waiting on Dalvin Cook dealing with a sprinkle, sprained ankle. Um, sprinkle. <laughs> That's a new one. Um, I mean, if he's out, Madison got 26 carries last week. He had eight targets. We'd go back to the well on him. But, I mean, Jefferson and Thielen look fantastic. Um, Coughlin had eight targets last week. This is an offense that's very condensed, and it's one of the easiest offenses in DFS to target because you know where the production's going. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Madison, I, 6.6K if Cook's a no-go, which kind of looks like he's going to be a no-go this week. Absolutely play Madison, I don't care. Like, I'll, pretty much all the matchups where he ends up – all the games Cook ends up missing, Madison ends up putting up a monster. I think there was one dead last year when he was chalky, and that kind of burned some people. 
but I really don't care. Like he's going to be heavily involved in this offense. He's going to get 25 plus carries. They're going to want to run the run him on the ground. He will get targets. He got a bunch of targets last week, but if he's going to be pretty chalky, I mean, the clear and obvious pivot is Jefferson and Thielen. Like both these guys can put up massive games. I know Jefferson really hasn't put up a huge outing, but 26 last week is pretty darn solid. He could absolutely do it here. He's there's a 25 implied team total, like targeting the passing game. If Madison's going to be chalk. Very viable. If Madison's not going to be chalk, then I'd prefer Madison over the wide receivers. Uh, the other, yeah, I mean, other instances is Dalvin Cook plays. I mean, would he potentially be limited? I think that's something. Yeah, that I think we'll, that's a tough one where you probably just want to end up staying away from it just because. I think you'd play Jefferson and Thielen more um, if that happened. Yeah. Colts and Dolphins, 42 and a half total here. Miami is a minus one and a half favorite. Um, any interest here in the Colts? Uh, I mean, Taylor's fine. Wentz really hasn't looked great. I mean, maybe it's because of injuries. Like, I think Pittman's the play. Guy's gotten 12 targets each of the last two weeks. Just hasn't gotten into the end zone. Like, 5.4K, going to come in at very low ownership. Like, I think it's just hitman for me like this 20.5 and to- team total really just doesn't excite me i don't think i want to play carson wentz Pittman's the only guy i think on the colts that you really want to play i think this is a jonathan taylor monster game i i mean this guy is getting the red zone work he's running routes he's getting targets and i know like Hines has been playing good amount of snaps but I mean, I think this is a Jonathan Taylor smash spot, um, and I hate the word smash spot, but I, I think this is a great spot. The Dolphins' run game is just bad. Um, I think this is a good spot for Jonathan Taylor. I like Pittman, too. I don't overall, I don't overall love this game. I mean, it's a 42-and-a-half total game. Um, yeah. I kind of have some interest in the Colts' defense and kind of have some interest in Taylor, and then I kind of have some interest in Waddle maybe a little Gaskin in Miami's defense. I mean, this is a game where I'm not going to be playing a lot of exposure to. Um, we'll, I will note, Kaseki had 12 targets last week. The Dolphins were down by a gazillion points the whole game. The game went to the end of overtime. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, like, I already took the under on Brissett's total passing attempts. I know he's thrown the ball 40 and 49 times in the last two starts, averaging less than 200 yards during that time so i don't really want to play Brissett. like yeah i'm strictly targeting waddle who's going to get a boatload of targets and then gaskin who should get pretty heavily uh targeted in the receiving game i know that the colts defense generally funnels targets to running back so it, it, it's really those two guys just based on volume and it's not expecting them to get a ton of yards it's more expecting them to get a decent amount of ppr points so it'd strictly be over on DraftKings. And people are going to like message me and be like, the Dolphins were up 13 to zero at one point. You didn't watch the game. (laughs) I did that. I did (laughs) that Waller drop cost me 60 grand. Oh man. Any like for set rushing touchdown in that game. Uh, Anyway. Um, Anyway, anyway, as a Dolphins fan, I mean, it's really hard to love this offense. I like, like what you said, the under on his passing attempts. I do think, I do think Waddle and Parker are interesting um, because it doesn't like it doesn't sound good from what I was hearing from like um, some local radio stations. Um, 
as far as like Will Fuller playing this week. Um, so watch that news. He's dealing with a chest and elbow injury. I mean, Will Fuller hasn't stayed healthy for a full season, I think, in his career. So that is accurate. Uh, moving on, we got the Titans and the Jets. Forty-four and a half total here. Tennessee minus seven favorites. Um, I mean, this one, this one's very easy for me. I Derrick Henry, and I'm going to play Derrick Henry, and then I'm going to play Derrick Henry. Uh, I mean. AJ Brown dealing with a hamstring injury. Hasn't practiced at all this week. Um, Julio Jones banged up dealing with a hamstring injury. I mean, this is, this is Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry's game to go out and be a beast. I mean, the jets have allowed the third most fantasy points for the first three weeks, like Derrick Henry and the Titans defense. Yeah, that's it. Like there's not anything more, more than easy. We said averaging, like the last two weeks, averaging like 35 touches a game, being involved in the receiving game. Game script is perfect. Jets are absolutely atrocious. They're going to run the ball with Henry 30 times in the spot against one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Like just Derrick Henry is the top overall raw points option on the entire slate. Really like the under in this game. 44 and a half. Uh, I mean, the Titans are going to run the ball a ton. The clock's going to be rolling a lot. I like the under in this game. I mean, they're going to put up 35 points, so it's just all is. But the Jets are not going to score. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, if for some reason Brown and Julio both sit, I definitely have some interest at Westbrook at 3.2K. Um, he definitely looks like the next guy up. Him or Rodgers, um, I think, would be very interesting. But, you know, when AJ kind of didn't play a lot last week and Julio, I mean, didn't play a lot either, Westbrook played 73% of the snaps. So I think that's the guy that I'd be targeting in the passing game if I was going to play these guys. Um, anything on the Jets? No. Yeah, I mean, Corey Davis is getting the targets. So, like, if you want to run back at Derrick Henry and not play the defense and want to take some Corey Davis, he'd be the guy that I would take a shot on. Yeah. That's all I got. That's, that's all I got. All right, we got Detroit at Chicago, another game that um, the weather doesn't look great. We'll have to see if uh, Roth updates this one. 42 total. Chicago minus two and a half favorite. Um, any interest here in the Lions? I mean, I love Swift here. Um, it's going to be a low-scoring game. They're going to use him a lot. They've been targeting him a ton in the receiving game, 7-5 and 11 targets for the first three games. This game looks like it's going to be close. I know that Goff's put up some decent outings, but I, I don't know if this is the spot here where I really want to use him again. Uh, not really projecting great. Really doesn't have a ton of guys to throw to. He is cheap, but I think there's just better spots you can go on the slate. So for me, it's like it's it's full on going to be swift, and that that's it. All right. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in this game. I mean, if I was going to play somebody, it'd probably be swift. But my problem with, like, Swift is, like, I mean, Jamal Williams getting goal line carries, too, and passing game work. Um, Raymond had a big game last week. He's going to need to do it a couple times for me to believe in him. TJ Hawkinson had a really bad game. I mean, I think this is a good buy low spot on him if you want to take shots on him. Um, yeah, I don't mind that goal. On the Chicago side, we have no idea who's going to play quarterback um, at this point. It. <laughs> I mean, it could potentially be Fields. I think they said that he practiced fully yesterday and was practicing today, so it looks like it's going to be Justin Fields. But after last week, I I am I have more interest in the Detroit defense. Um, he completed 30% of his passes against Cleveland, and 
Detroit defense is a lot worse than the Cleveland defense. Maybe I should have more interest in Justin Fields and Robinson and these guys. But I mean, after watching last week's atrocious performance, it's really hard to have any interest here. I mean, I really don't hate it. I mean, Fields can still get it done with his legs. Who's going up against a very tough um, Browns front. Didn't really have a good game plan for him. Maybe he's not NFL ready, but at 5.2 gay, a guy that can use his legs. I, I honestly don't hate it. And I mean, Robinson had what a 30% target share last week. If they're going to throw the ball a little bit more against a very bad lions defense, I honestly don't hate this spot. I mean, if you don't want to do that, then it's not a horrible idea to target Montgomery. I mean, if fields is this bad, they're probably going to try and run the ball more. Like they didn't really have a chance to because the game got out of hand real quickly going up against Cleveland. Currently they're a two point favorite. So Montgomery's in there at 5.8 K guy who got 20 touches on average the first two weeks, this game stays close. They're going to be running the ball decent amount. Henry can get it or not Henry Montgomery can get it done. Like I don't hate the Montgomery call, but I, I honestly think that the Chicago offense, if they're not going to be heavily owned are probably a better play than people think. Fair enough. Uh, the football team in the Falcons, 48 total, Washington, a one-and-a-half-point favorite here. Um, a lot of respect for the Washington defense and a lot of disrespect for this Atlanta offense. Um, any interest here in Washington? Yeah, yeah. I think, like, going up against Atlanta, Atlanta's really not a great defense. They've given up some pretty big games to multiple teams. I know that it, the Giants didn't put up a ton of points, but Atlanta's giving up close to the most points to opposing quarterbacks. Heineke has actually been pretty solid in the, what, four starts that we've seen out of him thus far. Um, three starts. It's just a bad defense. And, I mean, McLaurin, I don't expect him to be too heavily on. This is a guy that had 14 targets, 11 catches, 107 receiving yards going up against the Giants. This is a worse defense. I could. It's being played in a dome. Like, I actually like the passing game here. Like, surprisingly enough, I like them, and I don't think they're going to be very heavily on them. I mean, currently we have Heineke projected for 2.3%. This is a dude that just put up 23 and 21 points. Now he gets to play in a dome against a worse defense. I, I think it's a good spot. I mean, if you want to throw in Logan Thomas there, I mean, 4.9K, still getting a decent amount of targets, still getting a decent amount of touchdown equity. I, I, I think this is going to be one of the sneakier stack or sneakier teams on the slate. Yeah, I like Gibson a lot in this spot. Um, we were also worried about like Gibson's like third down work. And I mean, he's playing around 60% of the snaps. And I mean, it, it seems to be like Gibson is going to be a guy that's involved in both the passing game and the running game. So interest in him, interest in McLaurin. Don't mind Logan Thomas, not my favorite. Um, and then on the Atlanta side of things, I mean, oh, Kyle Pitts three targets last week was so... I mean, it was so uh, deflating. Um, I, I mean, it seemed like such a great spot to play Kyle Pitts, and it just it didn't work out. And for me, it's just like, do I go back to the well? I've been playing him all year. Um, what are I'm your not thoughts on Atlanta? Stop now. I know I not... can't. I can't stop, Grant. I'm, Washington I'm down is... so much in Kyle Pitts shares. Like, I, I, I'm in. Let's go again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan may be a little bit past his prime. Matt Ryan may be done for, but Matt Ryan's going up against the defense that's given up the most points to opposing quarterbacks on the season. Second most points to opposing wide receivers. Like, this Washington defense isn't as good as we thought it was going to be. Matt Ryan still has put up decent points in the last two weeks. 
is a spot where I think you can target Ridley. I think you can target Pitts. Pitts is not going to be heavily on because everyone assumes he's done for. But this guy is still super talented. Looked pretty good in week two. Didn't actually look that terrible in week one. But still, It's still getting a pretty decent target share. Like, I think this is a good game skip deck. And, I mean, if you want to stack up the uh, football team like I do, like bring it back with Pitts or Ridley. Like, it's a solid overall play. I think that these guys aren't quite done. I don't think Matt Ryan's quite done going up against uh, potentially from what we've seen so far, bad pass defense. This is a spot where I think you can get some upside of low ownership. Can I just say that I actually might have some interest in Cordell Patterson this week and I hate the idea of it. Everyone said that for the last two weeks. I mean, uh, like I don't hate it. uh, I just, we both like Washington in this game. And, like, Atlanta's a, a, a home dog. I mean, at what point is it just, like, this dude has a good target share. He's not playing a ton of snaps, but when he's out there, he's getting the ball. It's just I might actually have interest in Patterson, and I hate it. I like Ridley a lot, and I like Pitts a lot. I have hardly any interest in Mike Davis. I think they're going to struggle to run, and they're going to use Patterson a lot in the second half of this game, and I just I hate myself for liking him. Yeah, I think you kind of plan on bringing back with Patterson if you think that Washington's going to put up a decent amount of points. So, yep. like, if you're playing McLaurin and Heineke, I think that's a decent idea to bring it back with Patterson. All right, Arizona at L.A. taking on the Rams. 54.5 total in this game. L.A. is a minus 4.5 favorite. My favorite game on the weekend. Probably a lot of people's favorite game on the weekend. This game, I mean – I'm going to have so much exposure to this game that it's not going to matter what the rest of the games do is this game stinks. I'm probably going to get crushed. Let's start with Arizona. I mean, at what point are we just like Kyler Murray is at that, you know, Mahomes where we're just playing him every week. I know he struggled last week against Jacksonville, but that game was just ugly. The Rams are going to put up points. Um, I mean, I love this spot for everyone. Play them all. Play them all. Yep. Yeah, pretty much right there with you. I mean, Kyler Murray, I don't care. He's pretty much at the point where I'll play him every single week. We saw this at the beginning of last season. People forget before he got injured, he was the number one overall quarterback in the league for the first eight, nine weeks of the season. He was putting up near 30 points almost every single week. Did not have a single game of under 24 points until like week 10 last year. I don't care who he's facing. It does not matter to me. He is good. And he can get it done with his legs. So it's not like you have to fall on double stack at this price tag. I mean, you don't even have to take Hopkins with him. Hopkins is good, but he's not really putting up massive outings too often. Still a chance at it, but this is a tough matchup. Ramsey's probably going to be on him a decent amount. Like targeting more and like even Max Williams, like he's gotten 10 targets over the last two weeks. He's 3K. I think there's worse options you have at tight end. I'm sorry, everybody that's been playing Christian Kirk, because I'm going to play him this week. And every time I play this guy, he stinks. So um, sorry ahead of time. Just want to throw that out there. Um, I do think it's a tough matchup for Hopkins. I do think Hopkins is matchup proof. Um, Dealing with a little bit of a rib injury, but it doesn't sound like it's a big thing. But, you mean, you look and you're like, he still played 94% of snaps last week. I'm not worried at all. AJ Green's playing the Larry Fitzgerald role. Uh, I definitely don't mind getting some exposure to AJ Green if you're playing Murray and you don't want to play Hopkins. I'm staying away from 
I'm showing I'm staying away from this running back situation. I have no interest. Edmonds is getting more snaps, but I mean, we we've seen James Conner get more quality touches inside the red zone. So um, on the Rams, I mean, Cooper cup, <laughs> like we've been, we've, we've said this for a couple of weeks now and like, they finally priced them up um, to 7,800, but I mean, it, yeah, like Cooper cup, they, they, Matt Stafford looks good. And I'm glad to see like a quarterback working with McVay and like how good this offense just looks in general. But I mean, I don't, I don't mind Van Jefferson or Woods, but Cooper Cup. Deshaun yeah. Jackson last week looked great. Like Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Cooper Cup. And then you can, if you want to double stack it, I have no problem with that. You can go Van Jefferson, you can go Jackson, you can go Woods. Like you can go Higby. Stafford is fantastic. He's great in this offense. Like he definitely need to get out of Detroit. He's looked so good. This is going to be an up pace spot. It's going to be a close game. It's a divisional game. They're going to be slinging the ball a whole lot like they were last week. Cooper Cup's target share is just through the roof. Stafford's not projected to come in at very high ownership, even though they have one of the largest totals on the entire slate. Like I like the Arizona side. I like the St. Louis side a whole lot better. I'm going to be over the field on Stafford on Cup probably on Woods, on Jackson, on Jefferson, on Higby. I, I love the Rams side of this game. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we covered it all. This is, again, it's my favorite game on the weekend. It's going to be a lot of people's favorite game. It's a great game. Uh, San Francisco and Seattle in San Francisco. Set it backwards. 52 total here. San Francisco is a minus three favorite. Um, I mean, it's probably... I mean, not probably, but this is the this is obviously the toughest matchup um, that Wilson's had this season as far as defense goes. Um, what are your thoughts here on Seattle? I mean, yeah, it's not the easiest matchup in the world, but quarterbacks can definitely put up some points going up against San Francisco. Um, Metcalf, Lockett, Wilson. That's it. Like, it's those three guys. You probably pair Wilson with either Metcalf or Lockett. That's it. Like, I'm not playing Chris Carson. He's really not been great so far this season. I know the San Francisco is giving up a decent amount of points to opposing running backs, but Carson is just so touchdown dependent. He hasn't had more than 17 points this season, and he's had two separate two-touchdown games. So I don't really see him getting there. He's not heavily enough involved in the in the passing game. Like, it's, it's pretty much Wilson with either Metcalf or Lockett. And who do I prefer? Probably Metcalf. But not gonna argue with either. Um. All right. So Lockett is a little banged up. I love Metcalf in this spot. And then yesterday, um, Everett tested positive for COVID. Uh. So we might get a Will Disley two point six K week. Um. Ooh, I do love Disley. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Don't know how much exposure. Um. Uh, because Eskridge is banged up too. So maybe um Freddie Swain would be interesting. So. Love Metcalf. If Lockett plays, love him. I'm with you on Carson. If you're playing Carson, it's probably on FanDuel, where, I mean, you're trying to get touchdowns anyway, but, I mean, there's so many better options this week. And then on the 49ers side of things, if Mitchell suits up, um, I have interest. If he doesn't, Trey Sermon, um, yes. I mean, Seattle gives up a ton of fantasy points to to running backs, but Samuel, Ayuk, um, Kittle, Sanu, got some looks last week i mean i think if your game script is san francisco is trailing in this game we saw 
what they do in a trailing game, uh, I mean, they threw the ball a ton. They threw the ball 40 times. So, I mean, it's just really kind of projecting the game script of this game and getting that right could be huge. Yeah, I think Kittle is definitely a guy that you can buy low on right now. He hasn't been heavily involved, like, outside of the end of that last game. He's 5.9K. Like, the guy's far too good for that in Seattle. Defense just really doesn't look great. Um, Sermon, if Mitchell's out, then yeah, like Seattle's given up what the most fancy points to opposing running backs on the season. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> it's Kittle, it's Samuel, it's Sermon. If Mitchell's in there, I might stay away from this running game because I don't fully trust Shanahan. But I mean, Debo Samuel has target share or target amounts of 10, 8, and 12 over the first three weeks of the season. It's, it, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm bringing it back with one or two of those guys in a lot of lineups. All right, we got the Steelers and the Packers, 45-and-a-half total here. Um, Green Bay is a minus-seven favorite. Pittsburgh, um, they're banged up, Grant. I mean, this has been the story. Burger is more banged up. Yeah, I mean, this has been the story of Pittsburgh for the last couple of seasons. Um, Ben didn't even practice Wednesday. Um, Deontay Johnson's Juju. I mean, these guys are all banged up right now. Um, Juju didn't practice Wednesday dealing with the rib injury. Johnson returned to practice, but was limited Wednesday. What are we doing here with the, with the Steelers? I think it's Najee and Claypool. If the other guys are not playing like Claypool is 6.1 K 15 targets last week. Najee Harris had 19 targets. Ben can't throw the ball downfield. So it's just a lot of short, quick passes. And in full PPR formats, like, they can absolutely get it done. But it, it's just those guys. And, like, Claypool's more assuming that Johnson uh, – both Claypool and Harris are both kind of assuming that Johnson and Juju, or at least one of them, doesn't end up playing. But, I mean, this offense is trash right now. This line isn't great. It's just sheer volume of receptions from these guys that make them worth it. I mean, when I'm looking at the Steelers, if Juju sits, Harris is going to be the slot receiver and the running back. <laughs> so love him at 6,800. Um, if these guys are out, Claypool, if one of them sits, play the other two. Um, I mean, wait to see the status of Big Ben. I mean, that that matters here. If I mean, Rudolph plays, are you playing anyone? Harris. Yeah, I think that's the only one. Like, Rudolph is Maybe somewhere. Claypool. I mean, I think it de- it still depends on the wide receiver. They're cheap. Like, they're not 7, 8K. So, and Green Bay is going to be up in this game. So, Pittsburgh's going to be throwing a lot in the second half. Yeah. Uh, this, the Green Bay side, I mean, the Steelers' run defense is just strong. It is so solid. I think this is a good week to be overweight on Devontae Adams. Like, there's a bad week, but I think this is a good week to be overweight on Adams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Like, he's very good. 18 targets in the last game, ended up with 31 points. Steeler is, like, still not a terrible pass defense, um, but Adams just far too good. I don't know if I'd be playing Rodgers in this scenario. I don't have any problem playing Aaron Jones in any game. Like, it's always those games where he's low-owned, where he ends up going off for a big game. And I know the Steelers' run defense is very, very good. But he can still get it done in the receiving game. I mean, at three receiving touchdowns going up against Detroit. So he's an interesting tournament flyer, but Devontae Adams is the target here. 
Yeah, I mean, Adams is really the only guy I have interest in. Um, maybe Lazard in large field tournaments if I'm trying to get different because it doesn't sound good for Scantling. Um, still out Thursday's practice dealing with um, the hamstring injuries. So maybe Lazard if Scantling sits, but I mean, Adams. So they got. All right, we finish out week four, main slate, Baltimore Ravens, Denver Broncos, 44 and a half total here. Denver is a one-point favorite. Um, I mean, good story. I, I like seeing Teddy Bridgewater play well. Um, any interest here in Baltimore? Not a ton. I mean, I'll never argue with Jackson just because of his huge potential running upside. He's looked decent. Like, if you want to throw in Hollywood Brown or Mark Andrews, fine. I'm probably staying away from the running game. Denver defense has been pretty solid overall. This season, I just like it's, it's Jackson, Andrews, and Brown. Like that, that's really it. I'm not too excited to play any of them. Denver's actually a favorite, which is nice to see. If Denver goes to the playoffs, I might have to go up and catch a game or two. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 this is a low total game. Like if anything, I'd, I'd rather play the Broncos side of things. I mean, if Denver wants to win a playoff game, all they got to do is call Tim Tebow. Um, so yeah. I have a lot of interest in Lamar. I like him in games that are going to be close, and I think the offense is going to kind of struggle here. So I like Lamar. I think Mark Andrews is another good play. Um, we talked about him last week, and, I mean, we finally got to see kind of a semi-Mark Andrews game. Um, you know, seven, seven targets, five catches, 109 yards. That's kind of like a Mark Andrews game. So Mark Andrews, Lamar. Maybe Hollywood Brown in tournament, Sammy Watkins, maybe, but overall, um, Lamar. And then on the Denver side of things, I mean, it sets up great for Noah Fant. Baltimore has really struggled at just like containing tight ends in general. So I have a lot of interest here in Noah Fant at 4,300. I mean, they have. I'm not buying too much into that considering they played Hawkinson, Kelsey, and Waller. <laughs> Noah Fant's good. Noah Fant is good, but I'm saying like two of the, probably all three of those tight ends are the ones where it's like doesn't matter how bad or how good the defense is, like you're not going to stop those guys. So I still think Fant's a good play. I still actually kind of like this Broncos side of the game. Um, Baltimore's defense hasn't been great so far this season. Like obviously they're pretty banged up. Bridgewater has been pretty solid. He's been chucking the ball. Like, I really like Fant. Or I really I like Fant, but I really like Sutton. Like, last week, didn't have to throw too much. Only ended up with five targets, but that's because it was against the Jets. This is going to be a closer game. Sutton is a fantastic play, I think. Not going to draw nearly enough ownership. Tim Patrick has been very good so far. Like, could do a lot in the open field. Has big plays. Not that expensive and not heavily owned. I like the Broncos passing game. I'm not a huge fan of the running game here. Um, that split situation. I mean, I wish they just let Williams do whatever he wants and stop playing Gordon, but Gordon hasn't been horrible so far. But yeah, I, I like this passing game here. All right, let's play the morning grind game. And then I'll get out of here. We cruise through this one. I think this this slate sets up pretty straightforward, so we'll all overthink it, and um, that's how it go. Give me a quarterback that's going to throw uh, for 300-plus yards. Try not to use one of the top five guys. Uh, Heineke. I like it. 
Um, I'm going to go Dak. I think Elliott's going to struggle and Dak's going to have a big game. Week one type game. Uh, Low-owned running back for a touchdown. I got so many messages last week when I said Barkley. When we did the podcast, Barkley was projected for 5% ownership. That's all I'm saying. He scored, though. Yeah, sorry. You cut out there for a second. Uh, I'm going to go Chubba. I said low-owned running back, Grant. He's projected for 10%. Um, All right. I'm just kidding. You can take it. I don't care. I'll go Miles Sanders. All right. I'm going to go Nick Chubb because I think this ownership is ridiculous. He's 3.5% people. 3.5%. Give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. McLaurin. I like it. Um, I can't say that one. That's so cheating. Um, Trying to find a lower own one. Give me Sam Darnold and DJ Moore. Wide receiver for at least eight targets this week. Who do you got? Am I allowed to say Najee Harris? <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, I'm going to go with trying to find a guy that's a little bit. Braden Cooks. All right, I'm going to say this. I The more I think about this is I think I like this more and more. I'm going to go Allen Robinson. He's 5,800. I think this is an excellent buy low spot. I think you've talked me into it. Um, yeah, I mean, Fields, like, you have Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney barreling down you the entire time. Like, he maybe got the yips out of the way, but still talented kid. It could blow up stupendously. Nagy is a horrible coach that needs to be fired immediately. He can he can take a hit. We found that out. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I, th- I think it's definitely a sneaky spot. All right, um, tight end for a touchdown. Who you got this week? Conklin. I'm going to go no fan. Keep the train going. (laughs) So we can jump off of it. I don't even know who they're playing next week, but hopefully we can jump off it with a bad tight end. Uh, Give me a defense that's going to score 10 points this week. Oh, Tennessee. Sorry. That was the easy, easy one. I like Versus it. The Jets. I'm going to go Saints. I'm going to be way overweight on the Saints defense this week. Um, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, just next week I'll be able to be in full-on football mode. Right now I have to go switch over to baseball right after this and do Grinders Live. There you go. Well, they won't listen to this before then because it probably won't be out until later tonight. But, hey – Maybe you've already listened to Grant, and now you're listening to him again. So we always appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back week five. Uh, we got some fun football stuff planned for next week as well with baseball season kind of winding down. If there's anything that you want us to talk about during um, the podcast next week before this podcast, um, feel free to hit me up. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again week five. See you, kids.